Hi babes, it's me, your friendly neighborhood witch doctor. Last episode in Insomnia Sucks, I told you I would not make y'all wait 13 months to hear from me. And today, I keep my promise. These past weeks have been kind of difficult for me emotionally. For those of you who have been with me on this journey, know that I am a direct descendant to the royal family physicians of ancient Korea. And my grandfather was one of the first officially recognized acupuncturists in South Korea. My father officially passed the torch on to me, the first female in the Han family to take on as the fourth generation of modern Korea. What most of you don't know, my family is no stranger to diabetes. All the males in my family have had diabetes, and my father is the first to live past 60. Eight years ago, my father had a heart attack. And two weeks later, another one. Four stents were placed in his heart. He had a stroke to the optic nerve, leading his vision severely reduced, as well as finding lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. With all the heart and chronic diabetes medication on top of chemotherapy, my father's been doing dialysis three times a week for chronic kidney failure. Uh, Add in a couple handfuls of medicines three times a day. It's a lot. Now, Some people have had some nasty attitudes and approaches like, well, if he's a master of Eastern herbs and acupuncture, how come he has all these issues? Or, hey, how come he can't fix himself? My answer? Fuck you. (laughs) No, just kidding. Kind of. I say, if he wasn't a master of Eastern herbs and acupuncture, who dedicated his life to qi cultivation with qigong, acupuncture and herbs, Would he even still be alive? Acupuncture does not prevent congenital disorders and diseases, but it does help cushion the extreme dips and could potentially prolong life. Knowing your predispositions and family health history could potentially save your life and allow you to live naturally well. This week, my dad had a rough go. We found out that as he gets older, obviously so do his organs. Every day is a day borrowed, and we want to live with less regrets. My father taught me how amazing and beautiful Eastern medicine is, how it can save lives in so many ways. And now that we are faced with the truth that the days we have with my father are limited, it feels like a big part of me, my culture, my identity, is slowly fading with him. My father and all of the males in his family have diabetes. Diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death in the U.S., and today I want to help anyone with diabetes, um, with a loved one with diabetes, or the millions who have diabetes and don't even know it. As always, let's start with the Western medical facts. CDC has diabetes by the numbers. Number one, 37.3 million U.S. adults have diabetes, But here's the kicker, one in five don't even know that they have it. Two, diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death in the US. Number three, diabetes is the number one cause of kidney failure, lower limb amputations, and adult blindness. Four, in the last 20 years, the number of adults diagnosed has more than doubled. There are three main types of diabetes, type one, type two, and gestational diabetes, or the diabetes while you are pregnant. Type 1 diabetes is thought to be caused by an autoimmune reaction, like the body attacks itself by mistake, that stops your body from making insulin. 
approximately 5 to 10% of the people who have diabetes has type 1. Symptoms of type 1 often develop quickly. It's usually diagnosed in children, teens, and young adults. If you have type 1, you'll most likely need to take insulin every day. Type 2 diabetes. With type 2, your body doesn't use insulin well and can't keep blood sugar at normal levels. About 90 to 95% of people with diabetes have type 2. It develops over many years and it is usually diagnosed in adults, but more and more in any age range as recently. You may not notice any symptoms, so it's important to get your blood sugar tested if you're at risk. Type 2 diabetes can be prevented or delayed with healthy lifestyle changes such as losing weight, eating healthy food, and being active. And lastly, gestational diabetes. Gestational diabetes develops in pregnant women who have never had diabetes. If you have GD, your baby could be at higher risk for health problems. GD usually goes away after your baby is born, but increases your risk for type 2 diabetes later in life. Your baby is more likely to have obesity as a child or teen and more likely to develop type 2 diabetes later in life as well. If you are one of the 96 million adults in America with prediabetes, 8 in 10 of you don't even know you have it. 1 in 3 American adults have prediabetes. With prediabetes, blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but not high enough yet to be diagnosed as type 2. Prediabetes raises your risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Have I sufficiently convinced you to go get checked? I really fucking hope so. How do you know if you have prediabetes or diabetes? Let's go over some of the common symptoms, shall we? Increased thirst, frequent urination, extreme hunger, unexplained weight loss, presence of ketones in urine. Ketones are a byproduct of the breakdown of muscle and fat that happens when there's not enough available insulin. Fatigue, irritability, blurred vision, slow healing sores, and frequent infections like gum or skin infections, and in women, vaginal infections. Before we jump into the causes of diabetes, you must understand how glucose is normally processed. So insulin is a hormone that comes from the pancreas, which is situated behind and below the stomach. The pancreas secretes insulin into the bloodstream the insulin circulates, enabling sugar to enter your cells. Insulin lowers the amount of sugar in your bloodstream. And as your blood sugar levels drop, so does the secretion of insulin from your pancreas. Glucose, a sugar, is a source of energy for all the cells that make up muscles and other tissues. Glucose comes from two major sources, food and your liver. Sugar is absorbed into the bloodstream where it enters cells with the help of insulin. Your liver stores and makes glucose. When your glucose levels are low, such as when you haven't eaten in a while, the liver breaks down stored glycogen into glucose to keep your glycose, um, glucose level sorry, within a normal range. Is everybody still with me? Um, if you need to, go back and listen to that again, okay? So, what are the causes? Causes of type 1 diabetes. The exact cause of type 1 diabetes is unknown. What is known is that your immune system, which normally fights harmful bacteria or viruses, attacks and destroys your insulin-producing cells in the pancreas. 
This leaves you with little or no insulin. Instead of being transported into your cells, sugar builds up in your bloodstream. Type 1 is thought to be caused by a combination of genetic susceptibility and environmental factors, though exactly what those factors are is still unclear. Weight is not believed to be a factor in type 1. Causes of type 2 and prediabetes. In prediabetes, which can lead to type 2, and in type 2, your cells become resistant to the action of insulin. Your pancreas is unable to make enough insulin to overcome this resistance. Instead of moving into your cells where it's needed for energy, sugar builds up in your bloodstream. Exactly why this happens is uncertain. Although it's believed that genetic and environmental factors play a role in the development of type 2 diabetes also. Being overweight is strongly linked to the development of type 2 diabetes, but not everyone with type 2 is overweight. And causes of gestational diabetes. During pregnancy, the placenta produces hormones to sustain your pregnancy. These hormones make your cells more resistant to insulin. Normally, your pancreas responds by producing enough extra insulin to overcome the resistance, but sometimes your pancreas just can't keep up. When this happens, too little glucose gets into your cells and too much stays in your blood, resulting in GD, gestational diabetes. So the causes don't seem to have any rhyme or reason to them. And as with all medical facts, Yet again, it seems like a lot of the causes are, quote unquote, unknown. So unlike the causes, maybe the risk factors can be a little bit more definitive. Risk factors for type 1. They say the exact cause of type 1 is unknown, but factors may signal an increased risk. And these factors are family history. Your risk increases if a parent or sibling has type 1. The environmental factors, circumstances like an exposure to viral illness, um, presence of damaging immune system cells or autoantibodies. Sometimes family members of people with type 1 are tested for the presence of diabetes autoantibodies. If you have these, you have an increased risk. But not everyone who has autoantibodies develops diabetes. And geography. Certain countries, such as Finland and Sweden, have higher rates. Yet again, they don't know exactly why. The risk factors for prediabetes and type 2. Researchers don't fully understand why some people develop prediabetes and type 2 while others don't. It's clear that certain factors increase the risk, like weight. The more fatty tissue you have, the more resistant your cells become to insulin. Inactivity. The less active you are, the greater your risk. Physical activity helps you control your weight, uses up glucose as energy, and makes your cells more sensitive to insulin. Family history. Your risk increases if a parent or sibling has type 2 diabetes. Race or ethnicity. Although it's unclear why, certain people, including Black, Hispanic, American Indian, and Asian American people are at higher risk. Age. Your risk increases as you get older. This may be because you tend to exercise less, um, lose muscle mass, and gain weight uh, as you age. But type 2 diabetes is also increasing among children, adolescents, and younger adults. Gestational diabetes. 
If you develop GD when you were pregnant, your risk of developing prediabetes and type 2 increases. If you gave birth to a baby weighing more than 9 pounds, you're also at risk of type 2 diabetes. First of all, holy shit, how the hell did you manage to do that? It's kudos to you. You are a survivor. My baby was five and a half pounds and I thought I was dying. So that's, wow. Um, okay, sorry, back to um, risk factors. PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome, a common condition characterized by irregular menstruation, excess hair growth, and obesity. PCOS increases the risk. High blood pressure, Having blood pressure over 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury is linked to an increased risk of type 2 diabetes. And abnormal factors, um, sorry, abnormal cholesterol and triglyceride levels. If you have low levels of HDL or good cholesterol, your risk of type 2 diabetes is higher. Triglycerides are another type of fat carried in the blood. People with high levels of triglyceride have an increased risk of type 2 diabetes. And lastly, risk factors for gestational diabetes. Pregnant women can develop gestational diabetes, but some women are at greater risk than others. Age, women who are older than 25, uh, family or personal history, weight, and race or ethnicity. For yet unknown reasons, Black, Hispanic, American Indian, or Asian Americans are more likely to develop gestational diabetes. This was a lot. And, you know, growing up knowing that it was hereditary and my aunt passed away from um, complications of diabetes um, five years ago. My grandfather passed away in 95. And also seeing my, my father battle through it. I cannot stress to you how shitty it is to watch somebody so vibrant and so amazing start to wither and become a shell of their former self. That's exactly what diabetes does. So as I mentioned in the beginning, there's 96 million people with prediabetes. Eight in 10 of you don't even know you have it, right? One in five of the 37.3 million people who have diabetes in America don't know that they have it. Please, please, please go get checked. I, I cannot stress getting an annual exam and making sure that you do because it sucks. My father loves food. My father was a Tai Chi and a Qigong master. And to see him reduced to getting dialysis three times a week and seeing his arms just bruised and battered from all of the needle pokes to get the IVs and, and things in, it sucks. And it just, it just kind of kills a piece of your soul. So for those of you who are on top of it, amazing. For those of you battling through it or being a support system for somebody battling through it, more power to you. All my love and, and really just good vibes, strength to you. And for those of you who haven't gotten tested, please do, okay? I, I urge you to get ahead of it. Do not let this take away from a, a higher quality of life for you and the ones around you. I'm going to stop here today. Um, it's a bit emotional for me. 
And I know the Western side was a lot of information and I, I don't want to overstuff you guys. Just like there are three major types of diabetes, I'm done with diabetes part one. Join me next time for diabetes part two. I'm going to go over complications, preventions, and diagnosis and treatment. And then finally for diabetes part three, the Eastern medical approach. Please, please, please take charge of your health. Get your annual physical. Diabetes is a serious disorder affecting 37.3 million American adults alone. Don't be the one person in five Americans who don't know you have it and let it get the best of you. Thanks for joining me today. See y'all in a few weeks for Diabetes Part 2. Till then, mwah! Witch Doctor, out.